In today's episode, we're traveling to Maine to see why this renter left the lodge earlier than expected. Then we travel to a pine tree farm to find out what scared this farmer's dog so bad. Then finally, we hear from an alligator wrangler who had someone free his truck from the mud. Well, this someone was a very large someone. But before we get to the stories, if you're digging my content, then make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on all the fun. Now let's get to the stories. A few summers ago, I decided I wanted to get away by myself to somewhere that I've never been. I was kind of fed up with people at the time and just wanted some nature and solitude. I found this A-frame cabin rental in Maine that sounded just like what I needed. I'd never been to Maine, but I always wanted to check it out. This place was near the Basin Preserve. It was gorgeous there, and the temperatures were so perfect, especially for late July. I was coming from the heat of Kansas City, so I was usually stuck inside the air conditioning. I spent some really peaceful days relaxing and hiking. I even found this great place to pick blueberries. It felt so nice and relaxing, the exact opposite of the hectic city life I had been living. My cabin was in the woods, and it had this really cozy porch that became my favorite place to hang out. I tend to be a real night owl, so one night I was out there on the porch reading with my headlamp. It was around 1 a.m., and I had a book that I just hadn't been able to put down. I heard this loud cracking sound, like someone stepping on a big branch. I was really engrossed in my reading, so I didn't pay much attention to it. But then I heard it again. I turned my headlamp to high and aimed the light towards the woods. And about eight feet off the ground, I saw these huge eyes reflecting back at me. They were bright golden yellow and kind of slanted. They were staring directly at me. I'm not that good at judging distance, but I want to say maybe 20 or 30 yards away. When I saw those eyes, I was just filled with this intense dread. I was gauging the height of it by comparing where I saw the eyes in relation to the outhouse that was between us and a little to the side. I didn't see anything other than the eyes before I rushed inside. I locked the doors and I was running around the house like a crazy person, looking to see if there was anything I could use for a weapon. I got the windows closed except for this one that was up high that needed a tool to reach. Through that window screen, I could hear this thing slowly walking toward the cabin with steps that definitely sounded like something walking upright. It sounded like it was slowly walking back and forth in front of the cabin, over and over. Then it got quiet, completely silent. I was too scared to look, but made myself look anyway. I was peeking through the side of the curtain, but I couldn't see anything at all. Then I heard this hellacious howl. It was like a wolf howl mixed with a human howling in terrible pain. The A-frame had a loft, so I decided I would climb up the ladder and see if I could spot it from the upper window. The backyard of the cabin had this bamboo fencing that was about six feet tall. I was looking out the window into the backyard. The back porch light was on, and all of a sudden, I see this thing jump over the fence into the backyard. I mean, it easily jumped that fence. It was so huge. It had this huge snout and really sharp canines. It was black and had this massive ruff of fur around its neck. It was so beefy looking like a bodybuilder. I think I would describe the head like a giant wolf head. Two to three times the size of a real wolf head. It was pacing back and forth. Then it was out of sight and came closer to the house. And I heard it tapping on the windows. At that point, I was just about dead from fright. I wanted to call someone. The police? 
anybody, but I didn't have any service. Then I heard that terrifying howling scream again. It came back into sight, and I saw it sniffing the air, and its ears were moving. It went back and stood next to the fence. I was mentally begging it just to leave. I felt so much dread filling my entire body. My hands were sweating and my heart rate was off the charts. Then it just jumped back over the fence. I was listening so intently. I never heard it walk away. No footsteps into the distance or anything. I was praying that it was really gone and not just hiding on the other side of the fence. I tried to come back to my senses and breathe steadily, but I was really messed up. I didn't want to stay there, but obviously I wasn't going to risk going outside to my car. I stayed up in that loft that whole night. There was a futon up there that really wasn't that comfortable. Not that I could sleep anyway. Early in the morning, I packed up my stuff and I looked out every window to make sure that I didn't see that thing anywhere. Then I made this mad dash to my car and started my drive home. I had paid for a whole week's stay at the cabin, but there was no way I would ever go back there again. I drove to Phippsburg and checked myself into a hotel. I did contact the owner of the cabin and tried to describe what I experienced. I got so emotional when I was reliving it that I guess he took pity on me and gave me a full refund. But he said he had never heard of that kind of creature in those woods before. He said he would report it to the authorities. I'm just glad I got away from there unharmed. We used to have a farm in North Carolina and I lived there most of my childhood. It wasn't a regular farm. We actually grew pine trees. Pine needles are popular in the landscaping business, so we grew the trees in order to produce pine straw. We would bill it up every year and sell it to gardening businesses. The house was in the middle of 500 acres of longleaf pines. It was a custom house built in the 1930s and had a huge picture window in the living room. The window was basically the whole length of the room probably about 50 feet wide. The house was built on a slight hill, so the living room itself sat five or six feet off the ground and looked out into the pine trees as far as you could see. My best friend had come over for the weekend, and we were just messing around in that room. It was winter, so there was a fire going. We were throwing all kinds of stuff into the fireplace to see what it would do. It was getting into the evening, and the fire was dying down. We were going to sleep in that room, so we started building a big castle of couch cushions and blankets for our bed. We started hearing the dogs barking outside. They sounded really far away. The property stretches for almost a mile, and the dogs had free reign a lot of the time. I assumed they were chasing off some animal. My friend was staring out the window and not saying anything. I was like, what's up? He just kept staring and said he felt like he was seeing things. Of course, that got me curious, so I started staring out the window, too. Nothing happened for a few minutes, and I kept asking what he saw. He kept getting annoyed and shushing me so he could focus. Then we both saw a dark, shadowy shape move from one tree to the next, kind of half running and half leaping from one tree to another. It was probably about 30 yards from the house. We couldn't actually tell if it was coming closer or not, because the moonlight was reflecting off the slushy snow in the yard and distorting the view, but the figure seemed unnaturally tall. I guess we should have been more freaked out to see some person randomly on our property out in the middle of nowhere. I didn't hear the dogs at all at this point. We kept staring out there to try to figure out what it was. We should have gone to get my dad, 
but he was always overreacting to stuff and getting belligerent. He was a kind of type of shoot first, ask questions later, so I didn't want to sound an alarm if it wasn't necessary. But we were definitely a little nervous, and I didn't want to draw attention to whatever it was. We didn't really have neighbors. The land surrounding our farm was owned by a paper company, so it was miles of uncultivated trees. You never really saw people around the farm unless they intended to be there for a good reason. About five minutes later, we saw it again. But this time, it's swooping from tree to tree without touching the ground. And when it went through the air, I swear it had a wingspan. Like a seven-foot-tall human-type figure, but with a wingspan. It kept changing trees and was sporadically vanishing and reappearing. Then finally, it settled on one tree and sat there facing toward us. I got the binoculars out of the drawer, and when I zoomed in on its face, I knew something wasn't right. It didn't even have facial features, but it was staring toward me with these creepy red eyes. It was crouched in the tree and looked like this giant half-human, half-bat thing. My friend looked through the binoculars and completely lost it. Then, while it was looking toward us, it got down from the tree and stepped toward the house. We ran out of the room so fast to get my dad. By the time we got back into the room with him, there was no one to be seen. But both of the dogs were barking crazily and scratching at the front door. That was really unusual. If there ever was a creature in the woods, they'd be all over it and chasing it away. We let them in, and they were literally trembling. We ran through the house, locking all the doors and the windows. Living in the country like that, we rarely kept the doors locked. Every time I got to another door, I was sure that thing was going to beat me to it and burst in. We got everything locked up and walked around the house over and over, making sure no one had gotten in without us knowing. My dad was going to go out there with his gun, but I begged him to wait until morning. He slept in the living room with us, not that any of us got much sleep. I never understood why my dad wouldn't call the police. He always had this we-take-care-of-our-own mentality and hated getting the authorities involved in anything. The next day, we went out there to look, and there were definitely footprints everywhere in the snow. We saw them between the trees, and then we actually saw where someone had been standing right in front of the window. But they weren't human. These were weird, long, three-pronged prints. We stayed freaked out for a pretty long time. That's when my dad installed cameras and alarms all around the house. We finally started to relax a little after that. I think the thing that freaked me out the most was how scared the dogs had been. They didn't usually back down from anything, and it almost made me think it was something supernatural. I'm not so good at this part. I'm not so good at telling the story. I've never been much of a writer or a public speaker. I do have something that people do need to hear. There's something nasty living in Croatan National Forest. That's North Carolina, a place I wish I'd never been. I wrestle alligators for a living. I don't scare easy, and I know nasty when I see it. I'm not talking about a bear or coyote, understand? I hadn't been in North Carolina long. I did most of my work around Mississippi at the time. Lots of alligator wranglers in Mississippi, though. Work was available in North Carolina, and I was available for work. I hadn't found much of anything, except a cheap motel and a bar where I could leave my business card. I got the call when I was close to giving up. Another day without a paycheck might have sent me back home. 
Lucky for me, Linda's morning had started with an 11-footer on her front lawn. Linda's not a real name, and she doesn't need to get wrapped up in this. So don't go digging, okay? Alligator Wrangler. Let me tell you what that means. Mount the back, squat, crank on the gator's neck. It sounds cruel, but if you aren't locking in the camel clutch, like you're the Iron Sheik, you're going to get bit. Restrain the gator however you got to, and then relocate it to someplace safe. Try not to get bit on the way out. That's all there is to gators. An 11-footer isn't a joke, though. It took me a while to size her up, but I got her wrangled and I got paid. Loaded her into my truck for transportation. You're welcome, Linda. Now, I should have had another pair of hands with me, but I couldn't afford to pay someone at the time, not unless I was eating ice cubes for dinner. The drive out to Croatin wasn't far. I had to take it slow on account of my passenger, but we got there without any hiccups. Got deep into them trees, too deep, I guess. The ground underneath the truck was soft. It sucked in the soles of my boots. What's important is I got the gator out. Banged my elbow pretty bad, but I got her out. And I let her go and she ran until I couldn't see her anymore. I thought she was scared of the truck. Usually an engine will clear an area of any wildlife for at least a couple of hours. I had turned the truck off before I jumped out. But I was still surprised to realize that the gator and me weren't alone. There was a great loud whooping in the trees around me. It echoed so many times that I had to spin around. I saw a whole lot of nothing in every direction. It was weird, though. I knew that immediately. The wailing or whooping or whatever you want to call it. It sounded like that kind of yelling that chimpanzees do. If you had told me I'd wandered into some nature documentary, I would have believed it. After all, there aren't any apes in North Carolina. The only time I heard whooping like that was at 2 a.m. with the TV on and a drink in my hand. This wasn't TV, though. It made my skin crawl. The hair stood up on my forearms. I jumped back into the truck in too much of a rush. When I hit the gas, my tires spun and sunk into the mud outside. Doesn't get much worse than that, does it? What choice did I have? I cut the engine again and jumped out. Had to get it free somehow. Before I could inspect the tires too closely, there was a banging. The sound echoed again, but this time I got a good idea of which direction it was coming from. Someone out in the woods was going major league on a tree swinging a bat or a branch or who knows what. Do animals knock down trees like that? I still don't know of any. I thought maybe someone was playing a prank on me, welcoming the outsider to North Carolina with a bit of fun. I called out, told whoever it was to knock it off. Then the nasty thing in Croatan National Forest called back. It roared, screamed really, like a man in a fight of his life. Something bigger than me bigger than any animal I'd seen. It ran between the trees in the distance. Red fur, I think, covered head to toe. I jumped back in the truck and figured I had one chance. I rocked from forward to reverse, trying to sway my way out of whatever hole I dug. I remember whispering to myself like a lunatic. I probably should have been praying, right? Instead, I was muttering every curse I could to motivate myself to escape. Then it slammed into the side of my truck. It hit the passenger side like a linebacker. I've never heard steel cry like that. The whole side of the vehicle got bent out of shape. Windows cracked, and I didn't care about any of that. What mattered was that that beast had pushed my truck free of the mud. When it landed back on all four tires, 
I tried reverse again and peeled right out of the woods. There was another flash of fur in my rearview mirror. I think it wanted to make sure I didn't change my mind. I didn't. I got out of there as quick as I could. Got out of North Carolina, too. I guess that's why this story felt important to tell. Whatever lives in that area, it doesn't want us there. Mississippi isn't so bad, even if the gator market's a little oversaturated. Let me know what you think about these stories in the comments below. Also, make sure to check out dreadsarmy.com, where you'll find all of my stories and multiple strange and weird news posted every single day. If you want to be part of the discussion, check out the forums on Dreads Army. We also have a Facebook group so you don't miss out on any updates. Thanks and take care.